On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite podcasts and artists in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. And Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're actually listening to right now. On Spotify, you can also follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. And premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you haven't already done so, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for your podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of Edison 32K Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Edison 32K Podcast. Thank you for tuning in on a... Sunny afternoon here in Los Angeles, California. Hope you guys are all doing well. Um, I just got back from a protest. I went to protest with three of my friends. Uh, one of them is my coworker, and the other two are his friends. But we all met up and we, we all got along. We all share the same vision and see eye to eye. So it wasn't that difficult for us to break the ice and get to know each other. Um, I literally just got back home. I stepped into the house, took a shower, cleaned myself off. And everything is still fresh in my mind. So I want to take this chance and take this opportunity to sit down and recap the day and talk about the things that happened, um, what my take is on um, you know, what I've seen and experienced firsthand going through these protests, and uh, maybe share with you guys some clips, um, share with you guys some audio uh, footages that I recorded. I do have a lot of video footage, but obviously you guys can't see that because it's through a podcast, but I have a lot of videos and a lot of audios, and I'm going to be, be just kind of cutting it in and out and letting you guys listen to some things that I think is is really useful and really powerful. So with that being said, let me take you guys through um, uh, in the morning all the way up until the end of the podcast and the end of the day and, and I got home. So I hope you guys can tune in and listen to what I have to say. Um, so I decided to protest, as you guys already know, because I support Black Lives Matter. And I want to make it clear that for anybody that's listening to this podcast and anybody that's out there that's thinking all lives matter, you guys are not understanding the message that people are trying to relay. You're, uh, you're misunderstanding what Black Lives Matter movement is all about. So let me go ahead and recap that before I get started. So Black Lives Matter means that, of course, they're not saying that all other lives are not as important. They're just saying that every life is important, but at this moment in time, Black lives matter. Black lives aren't being as treated equally as other lives. Okay, so a simple example is that if um, you know if somebody says, uh, "Let's save this rainforest because uh, it's catching fire," and then you say, "But there's other thousands of rainforests. We have to save them all too." But at that very moment in time, that particular rainforest is is hurting it's on fire so if you don't save that now it's gonna die right of course all the other rainforests are also important but at that very moment you have to like handle what's more important and prioritize what's in front of you right so that exactly is what black lives matter movement is all about blm is all about just making sure that there's equality and 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 fairness amongst um government officials uh policemen just people in general and just kind of put a cease to racism that's what we're all fighting for and that's what i'm fighting for um, I think this younger generation gets it, so I hope you guys get it as well. So with that being said, um, let me take you guys through um, my whole day up until this very point at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, so I woke up at about 7 a.m. in the morning, and 
um, I was a little bit nervous to be honest because I've never ever been to a protest ever in my life and it's really nerve-wracking because you know I'm not gonna lie like I've, I've been following the news I've been reading articles and I've seen a lot of YouTube clips where people are like getting hurt people are getting pepper sprayed people are getting violent um, so I think that uh, I was afraid that that could happen to me and if that hit did happen to me then I am responsible because I put myself in the situation so I'm not gonna blame anybody right but I was a little bit nervous I woke up and I ate a little bit took a little shower um, and packed my backpack I only brought a couple of water bottles um, I brought my camera and I brought my microphone which I normally use for recording YouTube videos I brought my microphone and basically um, that's it you know I, I oh I put on some gloves and I wore my mask and some sunglasses and a hat just to keep myself protected so at about 8:15, I took um, an uber over to um, the location where one of my co-workers friends was working and as I took the uber there I was still a little bit nervous but I was just like hey you know this is for the right cause and everything should work out for the better so as we got there I got off the uber and I met up with my co-worker and my friends we're all you know, in an upbeat mood, pretty positive. You know, we introduced each other and made sure that we're all on the same page. And uh, we we chatted for a little bit. Um, a couple of my coworkers had some signs, uh, Black Lives Matter and uh, justice, um, things like that. So as we uh, gathered there, we got another Uber, which took us directly to the starting point of the movement, which is right in front of the San Bernardino Police uh, Department. There's one out there, and that's like about 15 minutes from my house. It's pretty close. Luckily, it wasn't that far away. So we all met there. Uh, the protest was set to start at 10 a.m., so we got there a little bit early, like around 9.45 a.m., and there's a lot of people there. Um, there was something special in the air. You couldn't, I can't really describe to you what it's, a, it's about, but I'll tell you more about how my feelings kind of um, uh, became more emotional, and, and, and I'll tell you guys about how I felt during that point in time. So... We chatted for about 15 minutes, and right before the protest started, there's a couple of police officers walking around just, you know, giving us white flowers, right? Because uh, the white flower um, represents, I guess, unity and peace, which is kind of ironic because, you know, how you guys all been watching the news of, like, um, Ahmaud Arbery and Brenna Taylor and uh, George Floyd. You know, all these people are of black uh, black American ethnicity, and they're getting killed by hands of police, Um Injusticely and without any any um, due diligence, or, or they're not, um, uh, I guess they're innocent until they're proven guilty, right? But they're actually already guilty, even though they're innocent. So um, I thought that was pretty ironic that a police officer would be giving us flowers. But you know, um, me and my friend, we we just we accepted it. It wasn't like um, it wasn't as a you know as crazy as as uh, you know people were making it out to be. But I, I can sense some sensitivity and some some people that were really nervous but before the protest started we all took a picture there's a couple of news stations out there everybody was kneeling to the ground and we took a big picture a group photo and before we started protesting um you know everybody held up the signs and there was one guy that was leading everybody and uh once we started walking the chance started happening like everybody was yelling out like black lives matter black lives matter and then we were all like just kind of chime in and once that died down another person would say like say his name say his name you know and we would say george floyd george floyd george floyd or like brennan taylor brennan taylor armand arbery armand arbery you know like we would it, like it's kind of funny because as a process started like i became less scared 
not because there's a lot of people with me, not because there's like a bunch of other people that share the same vision as me. I'm really happy and really proud to to be protesting for for a cause that I think will change history and change the change America. And it's a it's a really special time in this day and age. But what I had a different kind of emotion where I felt like, um, you know, people do care about other people, and you might see all these negative things on the news throughout the world, on social media, but when you see everybody come together, rich or poor, black or white, Asian or Mexican, whatever it is you are, whatever ethnic background you're from, everybody's there for equality, all right? Everybody's there, everybody's there to protest that they believe that there's injustice in the system and that um, America needs to change and racism needs to stop. And police um, officers need to be held accountable for the actions. And I, I'm not saying that all police officers are bad. I, I want to get that point across. Because you guys heard of my last couple of podcasts with Sai. Um, his his conversation with me was really, really, really good. So I think that there's just not... There's, there's no accountability for um, people that do bad things, right? So you got to help hold people accountable for the things that they do. And I think that's where there's kind of... Um, misjudgment and and a lot of um, people that are getting away with doing bad things and the list goes uh, so on and so forth but as we were marching through there we marched from the police department all the way to the to the um, to the city uh, to the city where the city hall is and we were protesting right in front of there and we basically just um, we were very peaceful I was very surprised there's nothing out of nothing crazy nothing out of the ordinary uh, the pro- protest group wasn't really that big it was somewhat big, but not super big. But uh, it was big enough where um, I could hear people in front of me, behind me, to the left of me, to the right of me. Were, they were all really passionate, right? They could feel something really big, really disturbing that happened in the country, you know, in society. And I think people want to make their voices heard. And you guys all know that if you have one or two voices, it's not as strong as like a thousand voices put together. And we have a thousand voices over, you know, like one or two voices we can make a change and it all starts within yourself right so always have faith and always have hope and confidence that even if it's a small tiny voice even if you're speaking up just for one person or two people you know it doesn't matter because you're promoting change and change doesn't happen overnight as we all know and change doesn't happen peacefully sometimes you got to fight for it um i'm not saying that violence is good but sometimes you had to use force and you got to be afraid to step out of your of your comfort zone and that's i felt like i did that and i felt like i protested to a good cause and i've been behind all this you know all, like i've been saying in my all all my other previous podcasts you know that um we're all people of color we all have the same challenge the same problem and we have the same struggle so it doesn't matter what color you are if you're nothing but white in this country you're, you'll never be able to understand because white people have never experienced oppression they're a lot more privileged than a lot of mexican black asian you know uh people in in this country so with that being said you know i felt like i i made a powerful commitment and and my you know little voice was part of the whole wave of of this important movement that's been going on so i'm really happy to be a part of that um as we got to the capitol we watched uh, a couple people um you know give some speeches um, and there's a couple of politicians there, but we all know that politicians sometimes have, um, they look out for themselves, they look out for their own interests, and it kind of, you know, people could sense it when that was coming. You know, a couple of guys talked about, like, we got to vote, which is important, I agree, but we also um, had to, um, 
make sure that those guys didn't talk so much and give the the pole position, you know, give the podium to the to the people that we can be able to speak. Um, we had we knelt for eight minutes and forty six seconds, which was how long um, the officer Derek Chauvin kneeled on um, George Floyd's neck for him to die. Uh, we kneeled for eight seconds and paid respect. Nobody played on their phone. Nobody um, said anything. Although there was a couple of people that you know tried to speak up, but everybody was quiet. And there was eight minutes and forty six seconds of peace, where everybody was kneeling on the ground and, and just reflecting on this this moment in time. And uh, after that, you know, we all dispersed, and and it was a very peaceful protest. Nothing crazy happened, you know. Um, the only craziest thing I could talk about during that whole protest was just people are that were very passionate about everything that was going on. So I think that uh, overall, I hope that all the protests go this way. But I think it also has to do with the fact that there's already been a lot of protests in the early stages of this movement of the Black Lider, Black Lives Matter movement, and I think everybody's cracking down and they know that if they do something out of hand, then you know there's no there's no remorse. People are going to punish you, and and people didn't want to take that risk. So it's good to protest peacefully but at the same time you have to be uh, well behaved and keep yourself in check because obviously you know some violence is is definitely not recommended but if somebody's going to come at you physically and try to attack you you got to defend yourself you know luckily none of that happened um but that's just the half the first half of of, of everything it's definitely awesome definitely good to to hear um that everything went went well went peacefully but here's the second half of this podcast. I want to focus on something else. And remember earlier in my other shows, I talk about like racism, white supremacy, that how people always have this like colonizer mentality and that white people don't experience oppression. So that way they feel like everything is, is theirs. They feel like people owe them something, you know, and people of color come to their country, uh, work jobs and make money. And, and even though they pay taxes, they're not on the same level as white people. And I, I feel like I'm not hating white people. But I just feel like white people are very ignorant, probably the most ignorant race of all the races in this country, or I'd argue in the world. Um, so I want to share with you guys two experiences uh, that me and my friends, um, I guess, witnessed today, and it, it basically directly involved us. So uh, we went to this restaurant to eat, and uh, it, it, everybody was nice, the waitress was nice, everybody was really friendly to us, and we sat down. And... Uh, there's a couple other people that went there with signs, a couple other protesters. They went in there and just had their lunch. And as we were eating, um, we noticed these two white men, right? It was a white guy and his son. And his son, they were just kind of like gawking at us, you know, like looking looking at us once in a while. But I thought I, I wasn't really aware that they were, but my friend noticed it. Um, and he brought it up, but we didn't really think much of anything. And we went to the bathroom a couple of times. And, and I remember when I walked by him, he kind of looked at me funny, but I thought that he was just checking me out or whatever. But um, it wasn't until that we were done eating and we got up to leave that these two guys, right, this this white guy and his son was like, they literally stopped us and were like, hey, you guys, you guys going to make it peaceful tonight? You guys going to make it peaceful? You shouldn't be out here if you're not going to make it peaceful, you know? Like, they were kind of like giving us a hard time. And they waited for us to leave to take a chance to get take a shot at us, right? And we knew right then and there that, dude, these, these two guys are... They're racist. They're fucking racist. And uh, they they talked, and I'm like, excuse me? And then my friend and my other friend, oh, they were pissed. They stepped in and were like, what, what did you say? Like, no, 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 no. We're definitely a piece of protesting. And you know what? One guy blurted out, all lives matter. Just like how some of my family members said the same thing. And that that just ticked all of us off. That beta's blew up, and, and 
dude, we give them a, an ear for we're like, you know what? It's people like you in this country that people are dying and black people are getting murdered and this police brutality and nothing's happening. And he was like, you guys got to be protesting and don't come back here. You know, don't come back at night. Just don't come. And we're like, dude, we, we grew up, we grew up in this community. We live here. We grew up in this country. Okay. This is our community as well. What are you talking about? Mike, community? Cause they were saying that this is their community. This is his community. And, and that whatever, whatever, you know, like he says, it must hold weight. It must be true because he grew up here. No, hell no. This is the reason why like, I feel like we got to protest and we got to learn how to stand up for ourselves. And, but it was shocking, you know, when stuff that like that happens to you firsthand, you know, unless you experience racism, and this is not the first time I've experienced it, unless you've experienced racism in this country or anywhere in the world, you'll never know what that feels like. You can sit behind a computer, sit behind a keyboard or a phone and just type away like, I support this, I support that, blah, 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 blah. You know, mei or like, oh, white people are so nice. Oh, white people are so pretty. Like, you kiss ass to like all these things and all these people, but at the same time, you don't know that what they truly think and feel about you. So you got to experience that for the first hand to, to, and part of this fuels the fire. It fuels, um, my, my, it motivates me and gives me motivation to actually protest and go out and fight for those people that don't have a voice or that are too scared or that are too chicken to do anything about it. You know, a lot of people at home are like, you know, trying to be fake, say they're, they want, they want this, they want that change, but they're not going out and doing anything, you know? And I've seen a lot of fake, you know, social activists, like, just, you know, trying to take photos and post on their Instagram. Like, uh, I saw on a post, this lady asked if she could borrow a construction worker's drill. And she pretended like she was she was trying to help the guy fix something. And her friend took her photo for Instagram. So she was trying to, like, take a lot of credit. But actually, she didn't give a shit about what's going on in this country. She just wants to look good and wants to get the Instagram likes. You know, it's people like that that, that we need to call out and we need to, like, make sure that their shit gets unfollowed, their shit gets shut down, you know, because it's really disrespectful not only to the people that are directly involved, the people that are protesting and trying to make a change, and just basically to, to everybody that's trying to make their life better and they don't give a shit about their own life or their future or what's going on in this country. So I think that needs to be called out. And um, I saw the other day that there's a couple of white people on Instagram. They're just, like, trying to reenact the whole um, officer uh, kneeling, putting his knee on the neck of... Uh, George Floyd and they're trying to make a joke out of it like a hashtag out of it I'm like dude you guys are so stupid and insensitive and just so ignorant see that's the thing people don't realize when you come to a country and you come to especially America or any other country in the west it doesn't matter what country you're from if a country is like pretty much predominantly white you gotta keep in mind that as much as you want to take the good things and the, and the positive things in this world you know in that in that country in that society along with the good things also comes the bad thing right a perfect example of this is if you're going to adopt a dog, right, and you love your dog so much, the dog keeps you company, it, it's excited to see you every day, sometimes it'll listen to you, and it's really loyal to you. Of course, you, you know, those are a lot of the dog's qualities, right? But sometimes the dog's going to be bad, right? Sometimes the dog's going to bark at people. Sometimes the dog's going to pee in the house or poop in the house. Sometimes the dog is going to bite up your furniture or bite up some stuff and destroy your, your, your things that you own. And obviously you're going to be mad, right? But you're not going to like kill your dog or you're not going to like give your dog up or, you know, kick him in the street because you love your dog. You're accountable and you take responsibility that even even though the dog has good qualities, the dog also has bad qualities. You can't only focus on the good qualities, you know. You got to take call out the bad stuff. And that's why a lot of people of color don't get, especially a lot of Asian people. Like I'm Asian myself, so I'm calling out all the Asian people. It's like you come to America, you come to any other country, right? You're like, oh my gosh. 
oh, uh, white people are so nice or like white people are so handsome or so pretty. Oh, I want to find like a foreign boyfriend or whatever or a girlfriend. But it's like whenever they, they get taken advantage of or like they try to sleep with you or they try to do some shit to you and 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 you're like, oh, no, it's OK. He, he just, uh, you know, just just he's just too horny or he's just too, you know, he doesn't understand or whatever, you know, like it's like they're protecting that white person or that person even though they took advantage of you so it's like dude you gotta you gotta hold people accountable you know you can't be that stupid and that blind so this goes both ways and i think that people of color need to like be smarter and be less stupid you know like i know um an issue amongst my family is that a lot of them are racist and i know they are and i i've seen them firsthand and they'll praise black excellence they'll say something like hey, but Michael Jordan made it in this world or like uh, Tiger Woods is a professional golfer or like Barack Obama is our first president. You know, how come, you know, like all the other black people can't do it, you know? But it's like, you can't think like that. It's just so ignorant, you know? Just because one or two or three people are like successful doesn't mean the whole community has a problem, you know? It's like, you're just not acknowledging the problem that's happening, you know? You're saying like, okay, well, just because a lot of Asian people are successful, then what about these other Asians that have like mental problems or all these other Asians that have like, um, no no support system or they don't have a family they don't have money they're low income they can't get access to all these you know all these resources and utilities that they can use to thrive and, and to improve their life right it's not fair to, to group everybody into one category and it's definitely very very ignorant so you praise back black excellence but at the same time you're racist inside your heart so if you are praising black excellence what if one day your son or daughter brought back a black person and, and wanted to marry this person dude you would fl flip the shit out i'm telling you you will um so a lot of those things that i i wanted to talk about um but anyway we got a little bit off topic back to to the restaurant so basically we ran to these two racist white people and they were like just jawing back and forth with me and my friends and you know it was getting heated and in the end we're like dude we, we just got to get out of here because number one it's in somebody else's restaurant we don't want to like make people look bad and we don't want to make the restaurant like you know have all these you know focusing on all this negativity right and at the same time secondary there's all these two white guys trying to pick a fight you know like this is the same shit that's been happening since i was a little kid you know the white supremacist colonizing mentality you know i'm gonna repeat that again white supremacist colonizing mentality okay the colonizer mentality you guys don't know what that is google that go read up on it youtube it you, you don't need me to explain that because even if I explain it, some of you might not get it. And there's some of you guys that are ignorant and might not get it as well. But it's something that I'm very passionate about because I've already seen all these things happen firsthand, you know. And I've tried to talk to people about it over and over and over. And it's it's definitely either you you accept what's happening, you're, you're open-minded and you are willing to change and you're woke or you just don't give a fuck. You're just not woke at all. Um, so I think that that experience was like, it kind of made us like, oh my gosh, dude, this is exactly why we're protesting in this country. And we try to let it go, right? We, we, we decided to go to this other restaurant um, slash bar to get some drinks and just relax and talk. And it's been three months since any of us, any of my friends and I have gone out to pretty much sit down and have a drink and talk. And we wore masks and everything, but it's like we felt so happy. You know, we were like so high and we wanted to just relax and have a good time. And as we walk over to this bar, we walk into this bar and all the white people in there stopped talking like the whole room got quiet and they looked at us for a second and they're like sorry guys we're closed um you're gonna have to come back another time you know how much bullshit and pretty much lying straight to our faces you know how much bullshit 
that 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 they were just spewing out of their mouths it's like it's right in the middle of the day your doors are open your tag says you're open everybody's in there drinking and talking and then we walk in there just because we're people of color and just because we're protesting things that you don't agree to you don't you don't want to service that's like racism firsthand right there <laughs> what happened to like america being the land of the equal right a land of equality what happened to like come over here to have your opportunity right like of course not everybody's like this i know that but you got to call it out as it is if it happens and you know what big f you to those people that kicked us out and that just totally killed our mood like everybody was just pissed and my friend was so pissed and i was pissed but i was just like i'm like there's nothing we can do you want to go in there and argue with them and fight them i mean you, you could argue and jaw back and forth which we already did at the other restaurant we went, we went back and forth nothing's gonna happen so i'm trying to tell you guys when somebody doesn't want to believe you or doesn't want to listen to you you can't there's nothing you can say to have them to have them trust you or have them change your mind nothing nothing don't waste your breath at the same time stand up for yourselves because the last thing you want to do is just like put your head down like a lot of asian people and like oh i'm sorry oh i'm so sorry oh i'm, I'm very sorry oh blah, blah 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 it's like dude freaking fight back you know you don't have that weak mentality that asians are soft Asians just want to study you want to work hard of course we work hard of course we we are, we're successful hell we're the most successful asian like out of all the ethnic groups in the u.s including white people we're the most successful and you want hell yeah i'm proud of that hell yeah you know i speak three languages you know i work for a big japanese company you know i'm a systems engineer like i i'm pretty successful for my age I'm, i'll tell you guys that but I don't go around and brag. I don't go around and act cocky. I don't go around and like try to step over people. Definitely, I don't have this like Asian superiority complex, you know? If you need help, I'll help you. If you want me to train you, I'll train you. If you want me to listen to your problems, I'll listen to your problems, you know? Like that's the mentality that I think everybody should should have. Be confident, but don't be arrogant, you know? Be humble, but don't let people walk over you. You know, you got to have that line. You got to draw that line. Um, but anyway, I feel like this whole thing just makes me so passionate. And so I got to speak up, you know, and, and I've been using my platform. Definitely what not one of those people that just are behind a keyboard and phone and just like typing shit away, but don't want to say anything. Um, definitely. I think this is a first step to change is that you got to start within yourself in your mind and then use your voice and power to try to, to make people wake up and not be so ignorant. But if they don't want to wake up, you at least did your thing. And you, you did the best you can. And it's better than not doing anything. I'll tell you that. Um, so the whole, it's kind of funny because like I would expect something to happen during the protest where like somebody would like spray some gas or whatever. Or like somebody would like walk around like punching people or like spreading violence. But it was so peaceful. It was one of the most peaceful protests I've seen, at least on TV so far. But the racist incidents that happened were not because of you know, it wasn't during the protest. It was actually after the protest in the restaurant. It happened once with the two white guys trying to look down on us and talk shit and telling us that protesting is bad and, and whatnot. And uh, secondly, we got we didn't get accepted to this bar or this restaurant slash lounge bar, whatever you want to call it, because uh, I'm, I'm thinking because we're people of color, we're not white. And secondly, it's also because maybe they knew that we were protesting, protesting and they're against that. Obviously, you know, it's really unfortunate that things had to come out like this, but it just makes you even more woke. It makes you see truly what's happening in this world, around this country, in this society, that people need to wake up, seriously. And I tried to have a discussion with my family, with my cousins, aunts and uncles, and it's hard. It's hard. Um, we even found 
um, you know, social media posts that explain everything in their own language, in their mother language, in Chinese and in Vietnamese. But I'm telling you, if a person doesn't want to change, doesn't want to believe the movement, isn't for Black Lives Matter, then they're not going to be for it. And what's more worse than a white person saying all lives matter is a freaking Asian person in your own family saying all lives matter. That's like a blow blow. That's like a blow to like your heart, not even your face. It's a blow. It's a punch to your heart. And that hurts. And it also causes a lot of rage and anger, right? And it's a discussion that a lot of us are not familiar and not comfortable with talking about, but at least you got to try. Don't take it personally, even though I know that I kind of take it personally sometimes. You just can't do it. You got to just try to hold your ground and realize that you can't change everybody. But all the people's voices in this whole world, when we come together for the same cause, it's powerful and we can make a change. And it's evident through all the four officers that were involved directly or indirectly with George Floyd's murder were all, were all charged with murder. Um, and Derek Galvin, who is the person that had his knee on George Floyd's neck, his charge case was upgraded to a second-degree murder, which is very severe. He could uh, face life in prison, which which he should. And people should be held accountable, not only police officers, but people in general in your life. You know, when you do something wrong, don't be afraid to admit it. Don't be afraid to be a man or be a woman, you know, and and say sorry and own up to your mistakes. Don't be a pussy, you know. Don't just be, like, trying to make excuses or whatever, you know what I mean? And if people are more held accountable for the actions and they'll start being more responsible, you know, because <clears throat> it all starts out with that, right? If somebody gives you an unlimited budget to go shopping, you're going to go nuts and try to buy everything, right? But if people only give you $100 and set a limit, then you're going to control yourself and not go crazy because you know that if you spend more than $100, you can't buy anything, right? So that goes the same thing for what's going on in the world right now. That's just, you know, you got to you gotta hold people accountable because if not, there's going to be a lot of reckless things happening. There's going to be rage. There's going to be anger. People are going to die. There's going to be riots. The list goes on and on and on and so on and so forth. So I think we just got to come together and people that feel that they want to make their voices heard, go out and protest, you know, find the, lo the nearest protest. There's one on June 14th. That's the gay pride one. That's the one where, um, you know, you got to come together and make sure that that, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be more dangerous, but I think that the LGBTQ community is going to come out and make their voices heard. And there's a lot of anti-LGBTQ going around the world, especially around this country. So you got to be careful. Hope my friends are going to be all safe during that time. I have I don't have too many friends in Los Angeles, but a couple of them are gay. Um, but with that being said, that's my experience protesting today on Sunday. And um, with that being said, I want to leave you guys with some clips um, uh, a couple of clips you're going to be hearing soon are just me and my friends uh, talking. Um, I wanted to hear what their take was. This is before the protest. And there's a girl singing the national anthem. There's a couple of politicians. And these are just sound bites, clips here and there. So you guys get a little experience of what a protest in America, in California, is, is like. Uh, today was very peaceful. I'm glad whoever set this up did a really good job. And I'm glad that all the fellow uh, American citizens that walked with me today were all very civilized and use the power of their own voice to 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 rise up against um racism and against injustice and inequality so with that being said i hope you guys um were able to tune in and take a walk with me through my experiences and i hope you guys are all doing well 
And uh, yeah, without being that being said, I hope you guys are continuing to live your life. And if you have a roof over your head, if you have food on the table, if you grew up in a peaceful environment without any people treating you differently because of the color of your skin, um, then I'm happy for you. You know, happy that you didn't experience any difficulty. But for those of you guys that did experience difficulty, I stand by you, and not only me, but a lot of people in this country do. And we'll continue to fight for you to make um, your voices heard, and uh, hope that there will be change for the future. And with with that being said, I hope that the future generations will will continue to carry on and and the torch that we've carried on today. So. Uh, take care, guys. Hope you are well, and uh, tune in to the next episode of HSN 30K Podcast. So here are some sound bites from today's uh, protest, and hope you guys enjoy. Love you all. Peace. John, we are here today. How are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Yeah. Having everyone in unison and uh, yeah. protesting for a, yeah. a good cause. Same here. We're all out here and we're all together, you know. How about you? Yeah, I feel good too. It's really nice seeing everybody come together, stand up for, you know, just yeah. human rights and trying to respect everybody. Yeah. And it's a good cause. Yep. And uh, I just met these guys today, but, you know, we're all family, so we're going to watch out for each other. How about Aldo? Yeah, how about Aldo, man? Uh, this brings joy to my heart. This is what America is all about. Just happy to be here, happy to fight for the right things, happy to be amongst my brothers and sisters.